Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to all of you today. Um, I hope all is well with you. Uh, God's grace and peace and, and love upon you today. Amen. Um, welcome back to Live the Life podcast. Again, we, uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we pray that these messages are a blessing to your life. Pray you guys tuned in to Tamara's Blast that she put out here a few days ago. Um, if not, make sure you guys get on the website at www.livethelifeministry333.com. Um, it's your best way to follow along with everything that we have going on. And again, please feel free to reach out to us, text us, or email us if there's something you guys would like us to teach on or, you know, prayer requests, anything like that. We're, we're here for you guys. So uh, we're here to pray for you and we uh, appreciate your prayers for us. Amen. Um, so today is our last uh, message in our RX prescriptions um, series. So this is RX Prescriptions 5, and today we're going to talk about renewing of the mind. And again, RX means, uh, in Latin, it means medicine to take, right? That's the normal medical term for prescriptions in the world, and God has uh, taken us on this uh, spiritual exam over the last uh, five weeks. And, you know, I changed the RX to Ruach multiplied, which means breath or spirit. Right, or you could say uh, Ruach Hakadesh, which means Holy Spirit multiplied, and I believe God's cleaning us up so uh, he, we would be ready for battle to go out and do the things that God has called us to do on this earth. Amen. So over the past several weeks, we've, uh, you know, we started out with our lenses. We received new spiritual lenses, um, and again, the need for all these things, everything went back to the Book of Genesis and which is where corruption happened. It's where our vision was corrupted, our souls were corrupted, our thought processes, uh, the way we heard things, the way we saw things, it all happened in the Garden of Eden where that separation happened. Amen. So we were given new spiritual lenses. Uh, we cleansed our souls and, and learned about the importance of that. We received new hearts. Um, we learned what it means to, to hear and to listen, right? The difference between the two, the importance of being a fragrant offering to God, as well as the world around us. And most importantly, to beware of what comes out of our mouth as well as what we put into it. Um, it's, it's been a good series, man. Um, I hope you guys have been following along. It's really been uh, touching my heart and helping me, you know, it's highlighting things in me that I still need to change. You know, we've never achieve we're in this constant transformation into God's image so um, there's been some transformation happening to me which I've shared with you guys and you know it just continues to happen um, each and every day amen so today we want to discuss our mind and uh, I believe it's one of our only like unprotected parts of the body you know it's an area of life that's under constant attack by Satan and uh, it's under constant restoration and care by the Lord. You know, and our mind is similar to our soul in that, you know, where it goes, where our mind goes, we follow. Same with our soul. You know, if our soul follows our spirit, we leave our flesh behind. But if our soul follows our flesh, you know, we leave our spirit behind. It's the same with our mind. You know, it's, it's a battlefield uh, that's under constant attack. And uh, we really need to be aware of that. So we're going to go through renewing of the mind and uh, we're going to talk about what the Lord says about this this process. Um, yes, I hope you guys uh, enjoy, you know. Um, so as, in regards to thinking, when you think of mind, you think of thinking and I like to call our thinking 
or, or I would persuade you or not persuade you, but encourage you to have majestic thinking or a majestic reality, which means to be spiritually focused, right? So the constant struggle in seeking what, what we feel we need to be happy is never ending, right? You know, that's that hole in our heart that can only be filled by God. You know, therefore, we must surrender all things to Jesus and learn to be content and full of thankfulness and joy with what the Lord has given us, right? From our gifts and abilities and levels of leadership to our finances, our possessions, our health, and most important, our eternal life. Or I would say most important is our relationship with Him, and everything in our life is a byproduct of our relationship with God, right? You know, eternal life comes from our relationship with God. So the more we press into Him, that's the most important thing. That is what's good in my life, is my relationship with God, and everything good comes from that, right? So I've been learned and told that once we remove our focus from our selfish wants, needs, and emotions, and we focus on God's desire for our lives, you know, that's when the Lord will choose to bless us, right? On our terms, on His terms, I'm sorry, not ours, right? So let's try to relax and not be, you know, preoccupied with getting so we can be responsive to God's giving. You know, He calls us to be good receivers as well. So people who don't know God and the way He works, they fuss over these worldly things, but we know both God and how He works. Therefore, let us steep, right? Let us soak our lives in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You know, let's not worry about missing out or not having it our way, right? Which I call Burger King Christianity. You know, we can't have it our way. And when we, and we focus on those things, on the God realities and initiative and provision, we find our, our everyday human concerns will be met with the love of God and His high view of us. Amen? So let's give our attention to what God is doing right now, and let's not get worked up about, you know, what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help us deal with whatever hard things come when the time comes, you know, because God's grace is not only sufficient, it's abundant. Amen? So point number one I want to talk about today is stinking thinking. And this is all in regards to renewing our mind. So in scripture, when you hear about renewing our mind, of course, you guys would think of Romans, uh, Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You know, so our mind with this majestic reality or majestic thinking, our mind has to switch from, you know, being a slave to sin, um, it needs to switch from that uh, over to being a son and a daughter of God. And it needs to switch from being just a son and a daughter of God to being a soldier or a warrior for the kingdom of God. Amen. And when we do that, you know, even though we get the same attacks as before, you know, we see them from a different position. Amen. So when we look at things from a majestic reality, we are not a sick person trying to get healed. We're actually a healthy person fighting sickness. You know, we're not a bound person trying to get free. We're a free person fighting bondage. You know, and we're not sinners trying to get holy. You know, we're a saint fighting against sin. Amen. So, you know, let's try to stop making uh, our mind a sidewalk for the devil to trample, trample on. Let's make it a disciple to the word of God. Right. And again, the mind, like our soul, is a servant, either to follow our spirit or our flesh. Again, a great reason to have um, majestic thinking. And, you know, when our spirit is weak, our mind runs errands for the flesh by thinking negative thoughts, you know, but when we constantly build our spirit by communion with Holy Spirit, our mind comes under the influence of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And then we are left with the choice to think on God's things or to let our mind go with the flow of life. 
and again, we want to we want to choose to to stay focused on God's things and not get sucked into the flow of life. You know, so we need to feed our mind, you know, or what we feed our mind, it becomes a mindset, right? So the only way to change our default and automatic thinking is by filling our conscious mind with with new information of God's truth, right? Meditating on his word. And once the conscious mind is filled to to overflowing, it slips into our subconscious mind, right? So even when we're sleeping and and dreaming, we're having God dreams, you know, the Holy Spirit's filling our mind at night, and we're just staying focused on the Lord, right? And when we do this, you know, we have this ability to confess what we believe rather than what we feel, right? We confess what we believe, right, which is majestic thinking instead of our, what we feel in our emotions. You know, we possess what we confess. We possess salvation, by confessing Jesus as the Lord of our life. We possess God's promises by confessing them with our mouths. And when you regularly confess only what you feel and see, you know, you're hurting your faith and you're not helping uh, these negative thoughts to leave. You're just staying in the flow of the world and these negative thoughts. So it's powerful what comes out of your mouth, confessing what you believe, not what you feel. You know, we should not use our mouth as a, as a thermometer you know, which only reads the temperature of our condition, but we need to allow God's word to turn our mouth into a thermostat, right? Which changes the temperature of our life by confessing what God says, not what we feel. You know what I mean? So be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Change the atmosphere when you walk into a room. You know, Jesus did that in the wilderness in his temptation with the devil. Most likely, you know, the devil tempted Jesus as he tempts us, you know, with thoughts. And Jesus did not think scripture to combat the devil's arrows, he spoke the scripture. Again, so we need to confess what we believe and not always speak what we feel. You know, otherwise our mind won't change or be renewed. We need to learn to speak God's truth instead. Another way to renew our mind is to, to review or to resist, you know, negative thoughts and assist positive thoughts, right? So positive thoughts you know, they're not going to stay. They need to be assisted. And negative thoughts are not going to leave. They need to be resisted, right? So we must assist the Word of God by making room for it in our hearts. And then we need to resist the evil thoughts of the enemy by taking them captive and bringing them into submission to Christ. Amen? Second Corinthians 10.5 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once our obedience is complete. So there's this thing of being obedient to the Lord, you know, pressing into His Word, right? His, his, his great plan for our life, and uh, that gives us the ability to renew our mind, to take thoughts captive. Instead of letting them take us captive, we take those thoughts captive, and we resist them, and then we assist the positive thoughts by confessing Jesus in our life, right? So another way to look at this, you know, the Bible describes the mind maybe as a, as a ship looking for a harbor. You know, you can't keep bad ships from sailing back and forth on the ocean, right? They're going to flow back and forth, but you can refuse them from docking privilege in your mind. Amen. And you can't stop birds from flying over your head, right? But you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Amen. So bad thoughts come, but they don't have to stay if we speak against them with the truth of God's word. 
you know, and another, another great tool for that is, you know, renewing of the mind happens when we celebrate small victories and focus on what God is doing instead of what he's not doing. That's very important, being thankful and grateful, focusing on what the Lord is doing in our life and celebrating. You know, like I said, the enemy may be bringing the same attack, but we handle it different because we're growing more mature in the Lord. Amen. All right. So, you know, remember that you're complete in God. You do not need to compare yourself to others. You know, comparing leads to complaining and complaining can lead to breaking the 10th commandment of coveting. Coveting kills the creative process of God in renewing your mind. You know, if your neighbor's lawn looks greener than yours, you know, start watering your own lawn, right? Don't covet his lawn. Be the best version of you that the world has ever seen, right? Because God made you. You're a son or daughter of the Most High King, and he loves you just as you are. So, just pray, you know, press into his unconditional love for you in a wonderful relationship that you have with the Lord. Amen. You know, remember what God started. He is faithful to finish, right? So he's not done with you yet. And he's not done with me yet. You know, so let's expect miracles out there. Amen. Majestic thinking, you know, expecting something good to happen is a choice. You know, it's an act of our faith. A person with a renewed mind has positive expectations in the forefront of our minds. You know, we don't let our, our imagination create an image in which things will go bad for us, such as sickness or, or, or worry or relationships or business failing or anything like that. We need to replace those negative imaginations with the promises of God's word. Amen? Because expectations are a breeding ground for miracles. Amen? You know, sometimes we wake up in the morning worrying, right, with a feeling that something bad is going to happen. You know, and when that happens, it's from the devil. You know what I mean? We need to stay in, in, in God's presence, right? And, and, and just keep pressing into him until he gives us positive feelings, right? About the good that he has and the plans that he has for our life, his good plans for our life. And then we get up and go on with our day. We got to take those thoughts captive. You know what I mean? Does it mean that we'll never have bad days? No. But we're not going to live life expecting to have bad days, right? We're going to live life expecting God's miracles and God's good plans about our life. Amen? So point two is, you know, what does God say about worry? All right? Because worrying is something that, that I've done, you know, throughout my life. It caused anxiety, um, all different kinds of things. Worrying about bills, worrying about jobs, worrying about my relationship, worrying about my children, you know, all these things that I'm supposed to surrender into God's big hands. You know, when, when we snatch them back out of his hands, we start to worry about things and it can cause anxiety and depression and isolation and all kinds of things that, that God never intended for us to have, right? It's, it's tools that the enemy uses to shut down our life and uh, separate us, right, and divide, try to sever our relationship with the Lord, which is what he's been trying to do uh, since the garden, is to break that bloodline of Christ. So we need to uh, be cautious about worrying. So here's what Jesus says about it. This is in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Verse 28 says, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? 
They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these beautiful flowers. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need him. Matthew 6, 33, right? This is our life verse. This is the key to everything. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. And point three is, is renewed thinking. You know, we now have this renewed mind. We understand what the Lord says about worry and the promises and the covenant that he's made with us and, and how we're to live our life seeking first his kingdom, right? And then everything will be given to us. Everything that you need, your provision, your home, your clothes, all these things that people chase after, you don't have to. When you trust in the Lord, he will provide for them he will provide a good job for you a job that's peace-filled not a stressful job you know what i mean when we keep our eyes focused on the lord and majestic thinking you know it doesn't mean we sit on our hands and wait around for things you know what it means that god we have to be aware and use all the tools we learned about in our spiritual exam having open ears and open eyes right holy spirit what are you doing here holy spirit who's that person that came into my life and offered me money or whatever you know we got to be aware of what God's doing. So we now have this renewed thinking. And uh, one of my favorite life verses is 1 Thessalonians 5. So I'm going to go back to Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all and hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. Amen. So we thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done and that you continue to do for us. And most of all, Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. You know, let that be enough, Lord. Let that be enough. So today ends our five-week journey. And I believe it was all God-ordained, uh, the order of the things that we went through and, um, and where it ended up today. So again, just reminders, you know, our eyes are open. It's what we see. It's how we start taking information in is through our eyes. So I bless you all with spiritual eyes, the eyes that we were given in the garden of Eden, of Eden, right? To see God for who he truly is, a God of love and mercy, to see ourselves the way he sees us as sons and daughters of the most high King, to see each other the way God sees us, right? He sees all of his children the same as sons and daughters, right? Um, and to see the world the way God sees it, to have majestic thinking, to not be worried about 
everything that we're seeing and being told and being careful of what you view. Amen. And then with our soul, you know, again, it's, it's, it needs to be in constant cleansing. You know, it's very important. Our soul is important. It's so important that both the devil and God are contending for it, right? Continually. So we went through cleansing and detoxing our soul and getting rid of things that bring us down, right? So we had to wash and cleanse our soul of the things that we listen to, that the things that we cling on to, the things that that take the place of Jesus in our life. And it's real easy to get off track with that. So we, you know, we cleansed our soul and we need to make sure that our soul is pure, that we have clean hands and a pure heart, and that our soul is following our spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our life not allowing our emotions and our flesh to do it. Then we learned about our heart, and we had our heart renewed, right? And God removed our heart of stone, which, which is a heart of stone from bitterness, from things that have happened to us, anger, uh, being hurt by the church, being hurt by your spouse, being hurt by your children, being hurt by your friends, whatever the case may be. Bitterness and unforgiveness create bitter roots, and it also creates this hardness on your heart which is very dangerous because especially if it causes you to step out of the will of God for your life and you keep stepping away from his covering, you know, he's a, he's a loving God, you know, and when you turn, turn around, when you repent, you know, again, I told you, he, you're going to slam right into his chest because he's right there with you, even when you're running from him. But we need to be cautious that, you know, we may run too far and our heart may get too hard and, to where we may never turn back. So you have to be very careful. So praise God for a new 24, right? Every day we get a new 24. Ezekiel 36, right? Says, I will, I will remove, I will sprinkle clean water on you and I will make you clean. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put a new heart in you. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my ways, right? So the goodness of God in giving us a new heart and then we learned about God being our ENT, right? Ears, nose, and throat. That the difference between hearing and listening and how hearing is just something we do. It doesn't take any action. Your ears are open, so you're hearing everything that's going on. So we need to listen, which is focusing in, right, on what someone is saying. And that main someone is what God is saying. We need to listen to God's word, listen to the Holy Spirit, which gives us the ability to listen to our spouses, listen to our children, listen to our friends, listen to our co-workers, listening to people that we're ministering to, not just hearing and, and speaking out of turn, but listening and focusing on what people are saying to us. Amen. And then our nose, you know, again, that, that God breathed life into our nostrils, right? And when the first time that the Lord wiped the earth out as we became evil and no one followed the Lord and he wiped out the earth, it was, it was the offering of Noah that was a fragrant aroma to the Lord and he made a covenant that he would never wipe out the earth again, you know. And then Jesus, he sent his own son here to be a fragrant offering for all of our sin, of which we're all healed, of our greatest need to be healed is our sin, Right? Our physical ailments, yes, we want those all healed, but the greatest healing we could receive is the forgiveness of our sins, is what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So he became a fragrant offering, 
and we're to be a fragrant offering to the world around us. You know, again, we need to change the atmosphere when we go somewhere and that they feel God's presence, that they even smell the wonderful aroma of the Lord as, as we leave someplace. You know, we want to have people to have God encounters um, when they interact with us. And last was our our throat and our mouth. You know, we, we really have to watch what comes out of our mouth, and this is a constant struggle. <clears throat> you know, for me, you know, I can get frustrated. I get, you know, sucked into things, man. If I don't stay, everything I'm teaching you guys, stand fully focused on the Lord, you know. But I'm convicted quickly. I repent quickly and I acknowledge uh, the areas of my life that I still need to surrender to the Lord. So we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. You know, blessings and cursings come from the same mouth, right? The, the tongue is, is all sorts of evil that can't be controlled, right? So we need to be very careful with that. And then also what comes in our mouth. We want to be feeding ourselves with, with living water and the bread of life and meditating on God's word and also taking care of the temple, right? Jesus wants somewhere to lay his head and he wants somewhere healthy, especially nowadays, right? Nobody's talking about staying healthy. They're just scaring everybody. They're scaring the world. You need this, you need that to stay healthy. There's nothing that's going to keep you healthy except choosing what you put into your mouth, eating your vitamins, keeping your cells strong, keeping your body strong. You know, that's how you, you defeat what this world has to throw at us. And all of that leading up to the renewing of the mind. Because as all those areas we talked about have been renewed and refreshed and strengthened, we now have the ability to fight the battle that's, that goes on in our mind. And we have the ability to take captive the thoughts, you know, that Satan puts in there and throw them in the trash and keep our mind filled with the promises of God. Amen. So I hope you guys en enjoyed this journey. Uh, again, please listen and share and, uh, you know, keep checking in, following along, man, on the website and uh, definitely praying for us as we've, you know, you guys know our story. We stepped out in faith and trying to press into all that, had, you know, God has for us to do. And that comes with opposition. As you know, Satan doesn't want us uh, to do things for the Lord or his kingdom. He's always trying to intervene. So we could always use your prayers <clears throat> for us. Amen. And we continue to, to pray for all of you. And uh, we love you guys. And we appreciate each and every one of you and the impact that you've had on our life. And we're very glad to uh, have met you and to know you. Amen. So God bless you guys. Uh, you're now uh, spiritually healthy. You've passed the exam and you're ready for your armor as we get ready to do battle in advancing the kingdom of God, all for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.